Hello, everyone. Welcome to Live Beats with Sarisha, live on Radio Caravan, 104.1 FM and 700 AM, where we share hard truths, uplifting stories, and build community. Today is our first episode, and I am your host, Sarisha Kuchumanchi, a working mom, a podcast host of Women, Career, and Life, where I share stories and practical advice for women to achieve their career and life goals towards financial independence. You can check out the podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Google, and search up Women, Career, and Life on the podcast. So I'm joined by a guest host today, Shushma Malhotra, who is a senior vice president at Southwestern National Bank. She's a pillar of the community and sits on the board of Chetna DFW, which addresses domestic violence in the South Asian community. She's also on the board of the Asian Chamber of Texas and is vice president of the Indian Association of North Texas. Today is our first show, so we are still figuring out some of the controls. So if you hear some glitches, just give us some time to figure it out. And thanks for tuning in. We are still all recovering from COVID and trying to figure out what this new world order looks like for us. So today's episode is really to discuss what that post-COVID looks like, as it's really impacted a lot of our lives, families, and work. So as we step in, I want to just take a step back for me how COVID impacted. It was spring break, as most of us in Dallas-Fort Worth were out with our kids at about. I was on a road trip in Utah with my kids hitting all the national parks. And as I was headed back from Capitol Reef, we got in the car and turned on the radio. And there was President Trump essentially declaring national emergency for COVID. Till then, it had stayed away from us. We all kept hearing it on the news, but didn't quite understand what it meant. And as we headed home, I came in and were expecting school to start the next week. School got canceled. Most of us remember how exciting it is not to have another week of school so the kids had a good time, but then life had changed. Everything went online. A lot of people were impacted. Many lost loved ones. And it was quite heart-wrenching experience back here in the US and for families back home as well. And I'm sorry for everyone who's been impacted significantly by it. Today's conversation that Shushma and I wanted to talk about is there's been a lot of changes that we have had with this experience. And some of those have evolved into various stories. So I was going to invite Shushma to actually start this conversation with, we've been chatting for quite a few weeks now, and she went to recently visit her family and she was recounting some incidents from there. So Shushma, maybe you want to join in and talk and thank you for being here today. Yeah. Hi, good evening, everyone. And thanks, Sirisha, for having me on your very first show. This seems like something we are going to talk to connect with our uh, with our listeners today. I actually went to Toronto about one month back and uh, my niece and my nephew from my cousins, they, they have both three, three-year-old, five-year-old and six-year-old kids. So when I went there, I saw that the kids are so shy. They just didn't want to come and meet us. And they were so shy. So I was just discussing that. Why are the kids not talking to us, whereas we are a big family there? And the kids shy. And then one of my nephew, he said that, oh, these are the COVID 
children because they were born or they were raised during the time of COVID. And those were the times when they were two, three, four years old. That was the time when they were supposed to meet people, meet their friends, make friends, go to the playground and play with their own age kids. And that is when they didn't have these opportunities. So now they are just that way because their social skills are different from what we know, what other normal kids are. So I, that was like a first time that hit me that, yes, there are COVID children who have been impacted in a very different way that we think of. So that is how I was surprised to come up with a new word, <laughs> being a COVID kid. Yeah, actually, it's a lot of things, right? It, Think of it, you're talking about the young kids who started school. I, When I imagine it, they probably watch YouTube and sat on the computer to play games and suddenly one day mom and dad turn on the TV and say you're in school and you turn it on and now you have to study through it. It's challenging very much for the parents to wear so many hats. You're a teacher, you're trying to keep discipline, you're working, you're doing the cafeteria workers job, like every hat that you could wear. And for the kids to experience school online, it's very different. I. It would be interesting when they went back to school. I heard from a lot of friends and colleagues as well, like you were saying, Shushma. So when their kids went back to school, parents were very worried how these kids were going to adapt socially. But I think the term that you used, it, think of it in some ways, COVID leveled the playing field. Everybody was impacted. So all kids that age were all in that same bucket. So they would have all started off in the same way with their sort of social acclimatization and trying to figure it out. And school would have been different because I recollect my own children, one of them was not incredibly keen on doing kindergarten. And after digging a little deeper, I found out it was because they gave a lot of writing and this basically his hand hurt and he just didn't want to do all of this going to school. So all of the experiences are so different. There's no snack time, no fun and games, no division of separation of home and school and work. I, I think that's what sort of the other side of COVID, right? That we see that it brought, and for older kids, like I had older kids at middle and high school, the transition to online school wasn't quite so challenging. I think it did give time for a lot of families to spend time together. There was a lot of cooking and doing that. But for people who transitioned into graduating high school, graduating college, starting work, that was again, like a mental pivot because colleagues and friends start working during COVID, so all they saw was their colleagues online. They didn't really meet anyone face to face till, and some workplaces haven't even transitioned back to full online or they're having a hybrid. So you may not see your colleagues. Some of them continue to work remotely. So it's a very different atmosphere. What else are you seeing as you talk to family around and just amongst your friends and what you Yeah, it's almost the same. And I just want to let you know that when uh, during COVID, since I work in a bank, so we are considered essential workers, right? We are not frontline, we are not in the medical field, but still our jobs are very essential to the businesses. And all of us were going to work. We never had a day off during COVID. And that was something that a lot of people were amazed that how come you people are still going to work? And also that impacted some of the people because they had younger kids who were supposed to be home and they needed some parent to be home. And if the other parent was not there, they had to take time off and be there for them. So it was very challenging for the working parents, especially people who had to go to work every day. That was one also, one very important thing because a lot of people thought of changing jobs just for this reason, because they had to, they could not come to work. They had to be home and take care of the kids. 
And uh, now that uh, we are over this COVID, we are trying to transition back to where we were before COVID. I think a lot of things are now surfacing. We are seeing some things that, that happened were, of course, very sad. But then now that we are post that, we are seeing how life has changed. It has changed people socially and financially in all aspects. So there is a lot that we are learning new. We have learned a lot of new things and uh, we are going to still continue doing that. Yeah, very true because it changed people's mindset. When you talk about connection, right? It's, you had to become tech savvy. You had to figure out how to use technology. Like when I think about my parents, they had to go on Zoom to be connected with their family and friends. And we were chatting a little bit where it go. I, I had an aunt's 80th birthday party, which I would have never got to attend if not for the online Zoom calls and so many cousins that you got to see on it. And even personally, I connected with a lot of school friends and college friends, did calls with them and just kept together. And you were talking about like significant birthday parties yes. as well for you. So that yeah. is one story. Right. Yeah. And it is just my birthday party, my milestone birthday we had. And it was in September 2020. And my kids had planned something really big for me for that. And then this COVID hit and then we had to think of something else. So we had to pivot like Risha just mentioned. So we plan so they planned a Zoom birthday party for me. And the best thing that happened was that so many of my relatives and friends who are even overseas, they all could join that Zoom. And I had never imagined that I would be able to see them because earlier we would have just planned a local party and maybe just called some close friends. But now it became like an international birthday party. So that was something that I was very happy about. I could see my brother and everyone talking and wishing me happy birthday. So it was like one of my memorable one. Yeah, very true. My parents recently had their my father's 80th and my parents 50th. And we recorded videos and sent them like a two and a half hour video from 90 people because the technology has become so simple that now everyone can record. And it's a nice way to reminisce because at that point, they didn't need gifts. This was a way to really enjoy and stay connected. We were talking about kids, though. And when we're talking about older kids or just everyone being isolated at home, we won't touch upon it in detail in today's talk. We'll come back and visit it. One of the things that isolation and all of this is highlighted is the mental health impact of being separated and not having for children to stay connected with their friends, being able to hang out. I was talking to this young woman the other day who said she celebrated her 16th birthday just in February, the week before COVID started. And two weeks later, she didn't see anyone for months on end. She had to figure out a way how to stay connected. She got to spend time with her family, but the disconnect it gave her time to think of what was important, how she needed to do self-care, how she needed to spend time with herself and figure out what was important and give that space. I think COVID, there were a lot of impact for us, right? For everyone and some more significantly than us others. But I think it gave everyone some time to take a step back and figure out what is it that I want? What is important to me? And it seems to be very much reflected in this return when people are transitioned back to work or trying to figure out the next steps. I think that's sort of that picture plays in their mind when they're looking at it. And it's been a good thing to self-reflect for all of us. Yeah, that's very true. Actually, there were a lot of uh, the people had a lot of time on hand and uh, they were home. They were looking at what things were needed at home. They were also uh, 
trying uh, cooking and uh, YouTube was one place that people were actually visiting more often. A lot of people learned new skills. I know someone who actually found a tutor somewhere in Europe and she started learning a musical instrument. And so that was, there were a lot of things that people learned during that time. And I know I, my group of friends, many of them, they are not very tech savvy, but then they learned how to use Zoom and they learned how to surf the channels. That was also one more thing. A lot of people were surfing the channels. They were looking on YouTube and they learned, they watched movies and programs, even in different languages, the languages that they did not know before, but they were actually exploring all that. So I think in a way we expanded our horizons and we were, we were understanding that the world is not so big. It is still small and we can know more cultures than we knew before, even though we were not physically traveling there, but we were actually virtually traveling all over. I love how you said that because that is so true. It brought the world closer together and um, kind of erased all the boundaries we had, right? Yeah, you could watch right. a K-pop music video or yes. you could watch a Korean drama or, or a movie in French or wherever you wanted on Netflix or Amazon and see a lot of different ways to connect on that. And it's, a very different world as we look at it from that standpoint in a lot of things that we thought we could not do online shopping for groceries or doing other things has really even made that a quite different for what our atmosphere looks like now and when we look at the work we were talking about i've transitioned from being fully on site to working from home to then transitioning to the hybrid and then going back to work and it's been different steps and when I talked to, initially when I was very excited about working from home, because most of us thought we could get up in our PJs and just roll out of bed and go to work. <laughs> my friends who always work from home gave me a reality check that from there, the two things that they run into issues is everyone schedules meetings during lunch hours because there's no boundary separation of work and life in some sense. And the day continues and there was no situation that they could separate it out. And Interestingly, people have taken different perspectives when they look at it. Like I I know this young woman who was working from home and she didn't like it. So she actually took a job that makes her go on site now. And then there's another gentleman who didn't want to go back and who's now switched to working in a hybrid atmosphere. So it's very different perspectives as we look at it. Yeah, and I know like my own daughter-in-law, she gave up her day job and now she actually works from home only. So that is was that was something because she said that she can spend more time and give time to her child. They, I know a lot of other people also, they started looking for jobs where they could work from home. So that was a big change. No one had ever thought of that before, that you can work from home, right? No yeah. one knew about it. They thought that you have to dress up, you have to go to work, you have to drive all the miles and be there in the office, but not anymore. True. And I think hybrids given somewhat in some ways, a lot of people feel like it's the sweet spot. It's, it's no telling. It's, it's a personal preference, really. So is it like two days is better or three days? And there's some challenges with that, right? You have to be systemic and be consistent with it. You were talking about hobbies. For me, one of the things was cooking. I tried baking, which turned out quite well. Never the bread never rose. The other part is I actually started the podcast. I was talking about women career in life, which you could check out on like any of the podcast platforms. And it really started with way to volunteer back during COVID for people to talk about what's going on in their lives. So as we circle back, we were also, I think many people took to finding ways to take self-care and do physical activity as they were working on. 
I know yoga with Adrian was one of the sites that yes. many of us visited. Yeah. Did you actually finish any of them? I never did cardio. Yes. No, I did. We did. Okay, I wasn't so successful. My 30-day challenges, I think, never did quite finish uh, the round of it. So that's why I was wondering. What else did you try, Johanna? Even the walk. The walk, there's an app where you can just walk, and they give you different styles of walking at home. And mm -hmm. that is what we did. Like, almost every day, that was something I would do, at least 15 minutes, 20 minutes. But then I did miss my eyes in the gym, though. That was, of course, very different. And here I was at home watching my own tv and working in my living room but it was fine it was at least something we could do and then uh, you're right about yoga because earlier i used to watch it once in a while and do it but then we were very regular about the yoga thing and there were so many other sizes that were there which i never knew so we did find out some something that was very interesting also that where you could do the same exercises you were doing in the gym you could do at home a lot of apps i took up biking again, like I did as a kid. So it was a nice way to get out and be out on the road. And they were quite empty at that point. So there's so many ways we all took a shot at it. One of the things, make sure I plug in the end as well. We would love to hear your experiences, your stories, and how the changes were for you and what the impact was. You can email me at lifebeats104.1 at gmail.com. This is Sarisha, and I'm joined with Sushma today as we are talking about life changes after COVID and what that has happened to us and what has driven that as well. When we look at some of the, it did, like we said in the beginning, it was very trying and very trying times. Some of the positive things that came out of COVID when you look out there is telehealth. It helped people to get on to the doctors. So you didn't have to drive maybe an hour and wait in the room and probably it helped the doctors as well not to have work their schedules around it and for people to get care when they were online. And it's become the norm for especially as we were touching on mental health. It's given people the opportunity to be at home or wherever in a space and have that conversation with it to schedule it. Because I've known that can be sometimes challenging to find the time. But on the flip side of it, I think it's kept a lot of people away from going to doctor. We have not probably got time to go to preventive care and just do our normal regular checkups. I know even family back home because of COVID and some of the restrictions just across the globe, people have not been able to go to their doctors. And there were restrictions in a lot of healthcare facilities because of the risks and the pressure the doctors were under to be able to maintain an environment where only critical care was given. So it's something for us all to think about. The year is also ending. It's a good time, not necessarily to be completely this thing, but also tied off to your benefits. The year ends, you should go to your preventive care, your medical check, your health checkups, dental vision, everything. And if possible for this year or early next year, make sure you get a chance to go to the doctor. I was having a conversation with a recently with a friend who realized that her doctor said, hey, you need to go do these tests before you come back for preventive because it's been many years and months now since they've had a check. So something for us to keep in mind as we're looking at this. Yeah, Surisha, yeah, like you said, these were the things that we missed on. But then now people realize that how important they are for us to be healthy. And we also realized post-COVID that one thing was that we really missed was touch because whether it was your parents or your near and dear ones, your relatives, you could not go visit them and you could not hug them, you could not touch them, you could not feel them. So that was one thing, but now we have more importance to that. We know that how fragile life can be, actually have more value to the life. And not that we didn't have it before, but now it's even more. 
And also, I think in a way, haven't we become more germophobic? Like we keep washing our hands and sanitizing our hands no matter where we are. <laughs> so that is also something that has changed us. Yeah, the ever-present hand sanitizer box that we carry with us everywhere now that we think about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and when you were thinking of the other thing is when we're talking about connecting again, I was able to meet my school friends this summer after many years for a school reunion. And the only reason it also really worked out was because we, for those two years, we connected over video chats and audio chats. Normally school reunions would be like, okay, hello, who are you? I remember you. But here we'd got to develop the relationship. So we were able to invite our teachers and say thank you to them. So it was really a great way to connect and talk to old friends as well. And so many ways to look at the positive things. So when I think of four ways, I would sum up like the four or five top things of COVID positive outcomes, taking away that there's been such a significant disparity in economic impact for people. People didn't have access. Kids were not able to get on the internet. There were communities and countries quite devastated by it. The gender gaps significantly increased. The wealth gap has significantly increased. It's put people on the back burner, pushed out a lot of the progress towards women and equity as well. And we will probably touch on those in future conversations, but I did want to acknowledge that some of the positive things is like Shishma and we've been talking about, it's connecting again with family and old friends, which we probably wouldn't have got a chance to do. Tech savviness, it's made us more dependent on technology, no doubt about that, but yes, also yes. showed us the benefits of how to leverage it. Helped us to take a time back to self-reflect, to figure out what's important to us. People have chosen made changes to their work culture, their family structures based on that helped us pick up new hobbies, try some new things. Telehealth we were talking about, and I think most importantly, one of the things is that mental health discussion that's been brought to the forefront. It's a silent disease, none of us see it, none of us talk about it. It's very often an incredibly taboo subject. So it's nice to see that it is there as we all talk about it. We are actually coming up very much on the half hour for the show. As we wrap up, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone for listening. For today's show, please don't forget to check out the podcast Women, Career and Life that I also host. You can email me with your questions, suggestions, and including your stories and experiences on post-COVID life at lifebeats104.1 at gmail.com. I may share them on the show. Actually, one of the shows I was planning for the end of the year was on your favorite food, so I would love to hear from that. See you again next Saturday at 5.30 on Radio Caravan, 104.1 FM and 700 AM.